And welcome back to Victory the Podcast. I'm Doug Ellen. I'm Kevin Dillon. Victory! <laughs> nice. So we are going to talk episode five, season one, the script and the Sherpa, which to this day is a lot of people's favorite episode. They still oh. talk to me about it all the time online and, and people when I talk to, and there's people who actually don't even know that that was Val Kilmer, which I find amazing. It's but crazy. It's crazy. That, that's how good he is, that's, you know? Yeah. And Kevin Conley, he's quite in the booth. He, no, no, he's I was probably I, our biggest cameo to date, though. Not right? cameo. I'm, not cameo. I still think it's a cameo. But it wasn't well, a mean, cameo because he actor. didn't want to play himself. He yeah. really, really wanted yeah, but, to be a character as opposed to James yeah. Woods. But if you could be a cameo and you don't have to play yourself. You're but also just a cameo is like the lead of the episode, you know? Yeah, but it might have been bigger. It might have been bigger than I don't know. We got to look up the, uh, we gotta look at the exact definition of cameo, isn't it? Playing yourself. But anyway. We, we, no, it's not. We, okay. No, it's just playing, right. uh, doing a small little bit. Right. All right. Interesting. I so, believe. I think so, too. Yeah. We, we are uh, Googling that. A small character part in yes. a player or movie played by a distinguished actor or celebrity. Kevin Dillon is, is the right. winner. Okay. Kevin Dillon. Victory. But what I'll say, it definitely wasn't a small part. It was a big part. No, it was he had a big, a big part, part of the episode. And it got bigger and bigger, too, because yeah. he added a lot to it. Well, so. also, too, I don't know if you guys remember this, but when he was doing that one scene, he had his lines plastered yes. all over the ceiling. <laughs> so it would look like he was taking these dramatic beats uh, yes. in character, but it really, he was trying to remember his lines. Well, first, the first of all, time I'd it was a, like a, a two-page monologue. It was massive. And then, by the way, Larry Charles here, wrote that. Larry Charles wrote that monologue. He wrote it on a cocktail napkin. And... uh it was it was pretty amazing. Afterthought on that episode, which is I'm sitting about seven months later, I'm sitting at Matsuisha, a great sushi restaurant in L.A., mm-hmm. and I'm with a bunch of friends, and Val Kilmer is sitting about four tables away. And uh, everybody's like, yo, it's Val. It's your boy. Go say hello, which everyone thinks because they were on the show that I'm supposed to be best friends with all these movie stars and stuff. But, you know, I'm like, he probably doesn't even know who I am. We worked together for one day. It was six months ago. Val gets up, and he comes over to me. I'm like waiting for, you know, him to, to what he wants. But he's like, uh, hey, Doug, I didn't get to see the episode yet. But Bo, she never called me back. What's up with that? Okay. <laughs> well, backstory on that. Bo Garrett. Bo Garrett plays, is the beautiful woman yes. on this show. He's like this the episode. vegan sort of. The vegan earthy. hippie girl. Now, backstory, Adrian and her, they went on to date. Adrian liked her lot that was a real thing that wasn't like a fling adrian really liked her he had feelings for her. i mean i think as he, did val not, not set feelings you're saying real i'm saying feelings. that it was a real thing right. for adrian yeah. right. so but val kilmer was like said to jerry and i which is jerry and i were recapping the story it's hilarious again we're outside smoking and val kilmer's like this guy's a fucking asshole. He keeps fucking cock blocking me. This guy won't stop cock blocking me. We're like, who? He's like, this guy. The Adri- Adrian? That's one of the stars of the show. All that guy? Um, but yeah, oh, him and Adrian, funny. like, were, it was like life imitating art. They were going head to head for this girl. You know? I mean, that that is an amazing story. Watching it again last night, it really flies. It's really fun. And it's really cool. It's interesting, which we have a clip that we talked about with Jerry earlier. But the whole weed story did not exist. And we had a script done. And that was the plan. HBO had officially approved that script. And hey, I, Doug, has that ever happened where weed just... There's a yeah, drought yeah. and you uh, yeah. can't get weed. That was is that really? well, it's not real anymore because now it's legal yeah, and it's everywhere. Yeah, but, but back in the that day, that was that based was... on real thing. And wow. I, I'm not sure if Weiss or Larry said that this was happening at the time, but it was happening at the time that we did it. So okay. it felt very okay. real to people. Yeah. yeah, I mean, again, like everything on the show, we we didn't do anything that we thought was like just highly unrealistic. We based things on things that were happening. So obviously, if you had enough money, you could find it. But 
Mm-hmm. At this particular moment, they couldn't find anything. This episode, though, has some great stuff going on in it besides that, which is, you know, this ERE stuff, which I love and really builds in that oh, yeah. real food daily area. But this is where we introduce, first of all, a couple of things. First nudity in the show, as far as I know. And it is not a woman. Oh, that, okay? was, that was too much. Yeah, it was Josh Labar. Yeah, and, yeah, um, his ass. It was nice right to have his face. ass right in my face. <laughs> I had to hold my it, hand up to the But screen. I will say, like, jo- the Josh Weinstein character, Josh Labar, I, I thought he murdered it. I, 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 did I, too, I was yeah. hysterically laughing, even with his ass in my face. Lee, <laughs> like, what up, dog? Not much. How about you? Never better. Who's that jerk off? No clue. Thanks for playing the Angels Tuesday. Got the company box if you want to roll with. Got the gals from the L Word coming. Trust me, they're only acting. I'm trying to be an asshole or anything, but uh, we know each other. Are you kidding me? Josh Weinstein, try it. Met at the fight. Oh, yeah, okay. All right. Josh, do me a favor. Put a towel on or something. We'll cover up. Not a locker room guy. No problem. Not a locker room guy, huh? <laughs> and he's based on a real guy. By the way, I'm not a locker room guy. I, I could do without that. Like, it's an appropriate <laughs> yeah. amount of time to be yes. naked in the gym. And outside of that, it gets disrespectful. <laughs> I watched last night and watching that because Ian Ari kind of had a lot of things from my life. And watching you last night, that's me. Like, locker rooms is not my thing. <laughs> naked guys talking to me. Like, way before coronavirus, I didn't walk around a locker room without shoes. And people who walk around the locker room and just want to talk to you no, like no. they're clothed. That's, that's just not, the three of us. No I'm not a locker room guy. No good. But, Throw a uh, towel on that thing. But Josh Weinstein was based on a real guy, Josh Klein, who that's a great story with Mark because I think he wanted to sign Mark. He was like a young assistant. He was like a young guy at UTA. Young, he was like a junior agent at UTA. And Mark said, if you last a round in the <laughs> ring, I'll fire Ari and I'll sign with you. And Wahlberg dropped him with a body shot like eight seconds into the first I think, round. I think he broke like two of his ribs, but he got, you know, Mark got a whole crew. And yeah. by the way, when the show started, we looked for a Mark Wahlberg type. Very hard to find. That's why he's a movie star because they just don't exist. Adrian was the perfect guy once we got him, but it was not what we were looking for. We were looking for a Mark guy. So I obsess about everything. That story was one of the most important stories to me to be in this show. And then we got Adrian. I'm like, I don't know if Adrian's breaking anybody's rib with a shot, but uh, no. Yeah, he ain't winning a boxing. You could, no. you could survive around. Yeah, you could survive around. Side note, Doug, that was the first time we dropped the Islander logo. Bringing in Islander stuff, which was just really... Connolly and I and Dylan, who's like this Rangers baby, obsessive Ranger fan. So <laughs> that's just weird. Yeah, I'm cutting weird. that from the podcast. You guys are the only two Islander fans I know. I mean, who's an Islander? Well, we're from just kidding. We're from the island, but well, yeah. I understand you, Doug, because they had that great run. What was it? That dynasty? Yeah, I was there too, bro. You were you were in diapers. I I had already been audited by the IRS. I was I was good to go. I was an adult. You know, just since we're talking about it, you know, there's different fans. Queens are typically Mets fans, not Yankees fans. But I'm a Yankees fan, so the guys became Yankees fans. And the reason the guys became Queens fan, which was from Queens, was one of my obsessive things. And whether I'm right or wrong, I mean, we had a lot, lot of tough guys on Long Island, as Kevin knows. But there was something about Long Island I didn't want that image of it being Long Island guys because a lot of people when they think of Long Island think jappy guys and rich guys so like yeah. steroid uh, meatheads yeah well <laughs> not, not even so much that I think it's more those like those jappy rich Long Island Jewish guys you know I think too, Doug I, and I, I just have to say this because aside from this podcast it's something that drives me crazy like well how are you like what does that mean? I'm whatever I want to be uh, my parents are from the Bronx yeah you're talking my about mom, fans yeah my mom and dad grew up both 
near yeah. Yankee Stadium. They moved to Long Island. They were Yankee fans. We were Yankee yeah. fans. It don't matter where you live. I mean, you're, you, you are inherit Kiki your Kana. teams. I'm, you're angry about it, but the fact of the matter is most people from Queens I don't, are Mets I don't, fans. I don't think I mean, so. Just, well, I mean, yeah, you, well, think whatever. You, you can think whatever you want. You're a big boy. <laughs> By the way, you'll be getting lots of messages about this because I, got, I used to get a lot of shit about it. Why aren't they Mets fans? But anyway... We went with that, but more well, importantly, clearly was I made that clear that Johnny Drama and I made sure Vince was also a Met fan. Yeah, but more importantly than that, what I was talking about is I wanted the guys. We spent a lot of time on where they were from, and we ultimately yeah. settled on Queens. Brooklyn almost was too tough. <laughs> yeah, and, <laughs> and know, that's but, I, I think it's perfect. Yeah, it's got a little of the Long Island. Yeah, the accents all worked yeah. out. And really what they are, though, at the end of the day, which is why they can be fans of anything, like Kevin says, they're New Yorkers. And I think uh, anyone who's from New York and grew up in, in middle-class areas or lower middle-class areas knows what these kind of guys. Yeah. And that's pretty much how the three of us grew up. And, so. of course, Dom was from the Bronx. Yeah. Not too far from where I'm from. Dom, who will get on this show. Yes. Who, um, oh, he's the best. Is, is really the best. So. Love that guy. Yeah, and he took a lot of shit for that character. Yeah, he did. You know he like, caught some heat. I mean, we went with his real name. And, uh, you know, from, yeah. you know, Dom was actually the initial turtle. You know, that's who yeah. I saw oh, as turtle wow. before I ever met Jerry. Wow. That was the tougher wolf. They didn't like him punching show. turtle. Yeah, he's like, I'm driving. He punched him. They stole my leg crusades. They didn't like him taking your pots. They didn't <laughs> no, like they him trying to cook for you. Taking my leg crusades. My la crusette, bro. <laughs> I remember we were trying to figure out how to even say that line. Why yeah. still all the products? Like, if we yeah. needed something, you know, like what, drama really became a guy who was an aficionado of like lotions and products yeah, and stuff. Yeah. But I would always it's go, if I was stuff. thinking about that, I'm like, Weiss, what's a good facial ointment? He'd be like, Peter Thomas Roth. You got to <laughs> go with that. Like, he always knew it. Peter Thomas Roth. Wrinkle, yeah, face anti cream, anti-aging yeah. wrinkle yeah. face cream. <laughs> yeah, I can't wait to have Weiss on here because he knows every freaking oh, every yeah. product. Yeah. Do you? Are you? Do you do a skin regimen? Is that something you guys? I don't do, do anything. Yeah, I don't. Even, I don't even put on moisturizer. Conley definitely really does. Conley I looks do like a moisturizer. Yeah. Yeah. I take care of my face. Yeah, <laughs> that's why you look so good, Kevin. Back to five. Such a good episode. Like, yes. I mean, you know. I look at it now just from like a pure fan standpoint. I don't even remember how some things came about, but Bo was fantastic. I love it. the scene at the gym. Yeah. Do you remember the, the scene great. at the well, gym? I think that's yeah, where that we introduced that you're the trainer. I don't think that comes up before that. It might. Yeah, no, no. Yeah, yeah. no, it didn't come up before that. I, I go, oh, yeah, she thinks she's his trainer. And I think he goes, <laughs> so do you. you think you're his trainer? I'm like, what, I'm not? The fuck did I get my... Certification. certification. The fact that you're like a certified trainer. <laughs> certified trainer. It's hilarious. So I train Vince. Yeah. Everyone asks, where did these characters come from? The initial inspiration, as I've always said, is Mark Wahlberg. Then they sort of morphed into lots of guys. But Johnny Drama, who there is a real Johnny Drama. Yeah. You can see him on Wahlburgers. Johnny Alves. Hilarious guy. guy. Great guy. Was a trainer and yeah. all of his stretching and his kind of thing was a lot of the character. And then there were a few other characters. Do you, from do you my remember friends. the uh, Hollywood squares, bro? That was what? in the script at one stage. You're like, cause that's what he used to do. The guy's got the sickest I do remember abs. That. I do Johnny remember Alves. That. Yeah. And it, it was in the script. Check out the Hollywood squares, bro. Yeah. And I was like, Doug, I don't have Hollywood squares <laughs> like that, man. I might abs are, uh, you had the big calves. You wanted to show off the big yeah, calves. I'm not good the on abs. the calves, but, uh, and then I'm not supposed to have calves. Yeah. So. We're going to talk about that a lot. Cause Dylan was so upset about like, why is, why am I getting calf implants? I have giant, no, enormous I like calves. the storyline, but yeah. you thought it should go to someone else. I was very proud of my yeah. calves. <laughs> you have good calves. We will not be shooting an insert on my calves because it'll be off story, Dylan said. <laughs> right. The director else. tried to do it. He's like, uh, all right, now whip out those calves. Like, you don't want to see them, bro. You don't want to see these cannons. No. Whip out. The, ew. 
Whip out those those (laughs) So this episode also really shows you that Vince is kind of, he's kind of in control and kind of enjoys all of the manipulation of you guys by acting like this girl is really in control when, when he knows she's leaving at the end of the episode, but he throws everybody off. So was he just acting the whole time or was he really falling for a little bit going? I think he was, it, it seemed he, like he was I, a I always, player on that. I always looked at Vince kind of like Warren Beatty and shampoo. If you know the movie, I think he loves all these girls. I don't think yeah, it's, yeah, yeah. but he doesn't get attached. And if they're leaving, he's not the kind of guy who's going to stop someone from leaving, you know? And as he, said in an earlier episode he never breaks up with anybody it just kind of fades out whatever yeah. it does so i think he's that's what i do too i, think, <laughs> I just behave badly and then they'll break up with me has that happened is that how two marriages oh, yeah that's went how down? i got rid of one all. marriage <laughs> one marriage right yeah just one for me Doug. genius genius <laughs> i don't know how i got two and Connolly has gone zero your second one doesn't really 40, count does it it was like 70 days does that yeah. count yeah i don't count it i forgot i forgot it happened but Connolly is now uh 41 42 are you high? It's I'm 40. 46 years old. I'm I 46. I don't understand. I still think of everybody as like kids. I don't get it. But Connelly Jerry's is, 40. Sorry, Jerry's 40. I can't believe Jerry's 40. Jerry That's was crazy. really a kid when we started this thing. I mean, it's it's not. So I'm 14 years older. So we were yeah. playing kind of. Yeah, so you're really but, stupid that you were in high school with him. I mean, that's a dumb <laughs> guy. He's done 14 took, took, years. Took a little while to get out of high school. <laughs> Connelly, though, I'm proud of you. You went 46 years without a divorce. God bless you. So. That's something yeah, to be I mean, proud it's of. Yeah, I mean, it's the desired what? effect, that's right? I mean, I want to have kids. Well, you, and then... you can't commit. you got commitment issues. Yeah. <laughs> <That's>... <laughs> so you want to have so. kids. When do, you, when, do you, when do you think you'll do that? I mean, Maybe it's... this year. Maybe this year. Yeah, if you got any Whoa, swimmers. Whoa, we got news coming here. But we got really? nothing nothing official to say. Well, yeah, well, I mean, I, I hope you got a girlfriend she, she, then right yeah, now. Yes, I'm <laughs> okay. in a very serious relationship, Dylan. Nice. It's getting real nervous, but... Uh, it's a great girl. Oh, buddy. yeah, I'm shaking in my boots. I'm nervous. I'm not nervous at all. All right, so Queens Boulevard becomes a big part of this thing. So what I wanted to discuss with you guys... Is this first time we hear the words Queens Boulevard? Yeah, Josh Weinstein brings this movie that yeah. Giant Ari doesn't know, which really, again, if you know Hollywood, Vince is on his way up. So the idea of doing an independent movie with a shitty director yeah. that nobody knows who will ultimately become Billy Walsh... Ari's right. This is a bad idea, even if this is a great script. So you guys, in your careers, can you just fill the audience in on the difference between Kevin Dillon, you've done huge movies, The Doors, Platoon, etc., Poseidon, Kevin Connolly, you've done enormous movies, uh, The Notebook, and what's the... What's the uh, the romantic uh, comedy that everybody loves. It's not that into you. Yeah. So, so what I want to... got a few under my belt. But so. I want to talk about the small, independent movies that you've done and right. the difference between that. Well, I'd say the uh, the best experience about being on a big, uh, big show, so you got great food, great trailer. The worst parts would be, you know, the days are kind of long. You, you can be bored out of your mind on a big movie. You'll do maybe just two pages a day, mm-hmm. two, three pages. We were shooting eight pages a day on Entourage. That well, was, we shot that made it fly. We honestly you know? shot Entourage fun. like an independent film because we weren't that high a budget, and I wanted lots of locations, and we shot all over. And every time you move, we weren't a high budget though. I thought we we got of, higher and higher. That first year, we first weren't. year we okay. were as low as HBO had, and yeah. we shot the pilot in four and a half days till the reshoot. I mean, that's yeah, yeah. crazy yeah. with at least ten to twelve locations. You know, to Dylan's point, the big movies are a you make more money. Yeah, it can be boring because you're doing longer hours and covering less ground. Right? Yeah, it's you're like, sitting around a lot more. It's funny. I remember my first day on. He's just not that into you. It was like 
between, you know, seasons of Entourage and my got that first call sheet, I started laughing. I was like, this is it. We should be done by 1030. Let's get, you know what I mean? It's like literally a page in three eights. We were doing seven and a half, eight, nine, ten pages. Do you got anything like you've been on a set and you're like, I can't believe this is a professional movie? Right, but also too, the thing about the independent is like, that's where you do your labor of love, right? And that's sometimes, or that's what, but that's kind of what, this episode is about. I mean, it's like Queens Boulevard. Love the script. It's about our hometown. Figuratively speaking, I guess. Yeah, you know, the trailers, if if the any. Honey wagon. Honey yeah. wagon. Um, <laughs> terrible food. Yeah. No money. Then you hope it's swingers. Yeah. Really? That's really yeah. the best thing you could do. Not so, Fat Beach, you're saying. You know, I would have preferred to have been part of swingers. Yeah. No, fat Me beach. too. Me too, but by usually the, the worst part about low-budget movies is the acting, really. You're not Truthfully. usually working with, you know, great actors in yeah. a lot of cases. And a lot of times it's like, hey, was that in focus? Yeah. Yes. Okay, no, well, I've we got that. it. We got to move, you know? That's yeah. really the bummer, but right. you don't I've... know that you had yes. it, right. you know? Well, so on this episode, these guys, which often happens with a movie star when they start to get a little ground, they want they want a movie that they love. And this is a movie that they love. And it's the first time, I don't know, I don't know how many other things we've seen on TV where you get to see the behind the scenes process of Vince, this allegedly big movie star wants this movie, but the producer can't stand him. And I think uh, Stanley DeSantis, who rest in peace, he passed away. Uh, he was great. He was great. He was the producer. He Scott was so Wick, good. And yeah. these guys had to sit down and, and convince him to Vince. do that. Yeah. But also in this episode, we see the stuff, which I love, you know, the show's about these four fish out of water guys, street guys from New York that come to this fantasy land and vegan food now is in favor. But in 2003, when you guys were shooting in the real, yeah. real food daily, that wasn't really that big. And, and just the expressions of everybody about the vegan and the meat is murder. And one of my favorite lines when Ari says, you know, even broccoli screams when you rip it out yeah. of the ground. Yeah. So had you had experiences with that? Are you any kind of health guy? You a meat guy? What are you? I'm a meat guy. I'm a total meat guy. But I just had my girlfriend's girlfriend staying in our guest house for a little while. Yeah. And uh, she's a vegan. It's tough. It's yeah. tough trying well, to figure out. And also, too, you don't want to be judged. It's like, look, if you're a vegan, you're a vegan. But don't look at me funny because I'm eating a steak or a right. chicken. Yeah, yeah. chicken. She's cool like, like that, but. I dated someone who just didn't eat anything. So that was, it's not fun. You know, I mean, literally, I like, no, anywhere yeah. you go, it's like, there's nothing for her to eat there. So, you know, when the show started, I don't even think, you know, I had no idea where it was going. So there was no thought or process that there's going to be these running storylines. Yeah. A lot of shows, especially back then, were one-offs and it could be a day in the life. But yeah. for whatever reason, I started writing like that and that's where we went. So yeah. Queens Boulevard became a major focus and a major focus for E to go get this movie for Vince. Anyone ever been like a big advocate? Did you ever have a problem like that? Like the story here was Ari's like, I want to get this guy paid and I want to make him a movie star. I don't want to put him in some yes. fucking little movie. So if your agents ever like... No, it's my, like my brother Matt did this after something about Mary. He, uh, you know, it was a, a huge hit. Yeah. And then he decided to do his little pet project and write, direct, produce, and act in this movie that he shot in Cambodia. And it's a great film called City of Ghosts. Yeah. By the way, but good for him. But it was just him. bad timing. Yeah, I mean, but good, good for him. him. I, good for him. Yeah, man. I think he, he did what he no wanted to do. I no problem with that. He's doing, he's calling his own. She did it yes. his way, bro. Yes, he did. Yes, he did. Listen, we love Matt and and that's, it's not the point to knock him. But he was, he was on fire at that moment. Yeah, so, but you know, we see what happens. A- we know what happens in a career and even like Colin Farrell's an incredible actor who's done amazing movies. But when we wrote that pilot, Colin Farrell was going to be Leo. Colin Farrell was going to be everybody. And things happen. He's not a worse actor or a better actor. And I always say this about Kevin Dillon or Kevin Connolly. It's like, you could have been Matt LeBlanc's 
part on Friends in a heartbeat. And then you could have had this 15 year mm-hmm. oh, career. That, that would have been nice. Yeah. And made a, and made a billion <laughs> dollars, made a billion but dollars. But again, I wouldn't have been Johnny drama. Had I done that, I bet. I mean, you couldn't play both of those guys, right? Probably. No. Well, so I don't know. Yeah. If I, I like I how you're I'd thinking both. That would be a good I, resume though. Yeah. Play Joey and Johnny drama. Well, but I'm, I'm just saying, it's like an actor. You guys are both great actors and it's about getting the right part at the right time yeah. with the right breaks, because this show could have, gone sideways a million different ways and it could have not ever been picked up and nobody would know that. So I think it's I think it's just wild to watch that process. The funny thing about the Queens Boulevard run is that it really does stand the test of time. I get that a lot, I feel like. Get what? I am Queens Boulevard. Yeah. Like Queens Boulevard references. Yeah. I think it was a bit of an anthem for people from Queens and people liked it. You know what I mean? And it was a good and then you know that also rolled into the next season. Because he doesn't say I am Queens Boulevard till season two. Right. And it's to be honest with you, I thought maybe there was a chance that we would shoot in New York, you know, Queens Boulevard. And, and we did end up shooting in New York for a it, day. Yeah. Two days, maybe. I was hoping we'd get a little bit more of New York. I always wanted to do, I, I don't know if you remember me pitching this, Doug, but I, I always like wanted to do like between seasons, like wouldn't it be great? Let's do like short film versions of the movies. Yeah. Like, yeah. give me a camera, a black and white camera. Let yep. me go out and shoot a couple scenes from we, Queens Boulevard. We talked about doing that with Viking Quest, yeah, too. Yeah, exactly. Like, let's do a Viking the, uh, Quest episode. On, make it real cheesy. Well, now you see the difference now there's so much need for content and so many different areas. We would be doing all of that stuff if it was mm-hmm. today. It would be yeah. on everyone's Instagram. It would be on HBO's yeah. site. It would be everywhere. So it's a, it's a different world than the amount of content that goes around a TV show and things that you can explode, including these podcasts. I mean, every yeah. show now has a podcast too. So yeah. um, it, it's pretty wild to see the differences of what has happened. Back to that drive and, and Queens Boulevard with E, and then you've got drama there. And I'm trying to remember like... Were you involved in the Vince story? And were you involved with Matt at all? Did you have ever have discussions with your brother? Like, maybe you should go do this? Or? Yeah, we were close to doing a couple movies. There was a movie called Boxer and the Blonde, and it was about uh, the I fighter. was a very, one of my very favorite scripts. Oh, oh you remember that? Yeah, Ron was Shelton a, yeah. was attached to that. Yeah. That's the guy that did Bull Dorham. I mean, yep. real, that was a real movie. It was about uh, Billy Kahn, the, the great boxer who ended up almost knocking out. Oh, you guys were going to do Joe, that together? Joe Lewis. Oh, wow. Yeah, I would have been the brother who's, you know, he had his brother in his ring. Right. So I know. I think, Doug, his... were you asking him, like, do you ever give him, like, I don't know, Matt, maybe it's something about Mary. Maybe well, you should both. do I something. Lo- I love this answer. We got to work together. We, we At some stage, we're going to work together. It's right. crazy that we haven't yet. And now, all he... of your friends, like, you are you got a good, t- talented group of dudes. You guys need to go out and make a movie. You and D.B. Sweeney and, like, yeah, Matt yeah, and no all, doubt. The, all the boys. You guys got some real heavy hitter actors in there, man. No I doubt. always wait for no that. Because I know Connolly has some big movie star friends who really did. They loved the show. I mean, they... They, yeah, oh yeah. I remember yeah. they used to not want to, they used to want to watch it live Sunday nights. They didn't want to hear what was going to happen. And, you know, I. Yeah, I mean, that some of the people that you knew were watching the show were just almost like hard to wrap. It was almost hard to wrap your head around. You yeah. The, the crazy thing is, my daughter, Amy, was going to high school when the show was on. Yeah, that's what you want. That's back. what you want your kid to be, by the way. She would go back to school after Sunday, a Monday morning, and they'd all be like, your dad last night. <laughs> your dad is spanking in the <laughs> in the, all these crazy storylines. So she's like, dad, it's so embarrassing. Was she? Did she get embarrassed? She was kind or? of embarrassed by it. But then she learned to, you know, enjoy it. And she liked the show as well. Drama and you together, whatever that was, there was a magic that you could bring really over the top shit and make it feel real and be so 
devoid of thinking that there's anything, whatever uh, word you want to use, Ken, there's nothing gay about it. What the fuck it. are you doing, bro? <laughs> <laughs> like, you really are stunned by it. I wanted this story on the show. I was kind of obsessed with it and never figured out which character or what it was. But your Vegas story, which I think is one of the great stories ever. You know, yeah, no, I was underage gambling in oh, Vegas. And before Entourage. Before yeah. Entourage. Oh, yeah. No, this is 94. I, and, you know, I didn't have anything, really. I had no money at all. Yeah, yeah, I, was gambling, with, I was with Henry Penzi. Well, no, that's what I'm saying. With, a, that I do not know. You're with Henry Penzi. Henry Penzi is the one that set up the trip. It was a charity, I never was a charity basketball game. So wow. that's the reason why we were even allowed in the hotel. And I had a friend, a girl that was a, not a girlfriend, a friend that was a girl. And that, that is a big difference because we yeah. were friends. Mm -hmm. And I asked her to run some money through a slot machine for me. And the, the sickest part about this is that I went to the cage and broke a $10 bill with quarters. And, wow. and on 50 cents, we hit $403,348. She kept <laughs> royal the money. flush, right? She, no, it was a quarter mania. It was like boom, boom, oh. boom, boom, boom. It was a progressive slot and she kept the money and told me to go fuck myself. <laughs> there was nothing to do. She's still around. Well, she right? blocked me on a bunch of shit because like every year on the anniversary, I would tweet at her. <laughs> <laughs> you owe me. Uh, she didn't yeah, expect no, it she to come back like that. She on Instagram. She, she, I can't even get a hold of wow. her. Wow. But you, you've seen her in the years since, right? Oh, yeah. Well, the ironic thing is, and whatever, I don't want to sound like we're bragging here, but she used to work for a company that was the seat fillers. Right. So, well, we would be at an awards show yeah. or something. We'd be uh, running I'd to be, the Giants. I would be like, yeah, we're going to take a piss and get a quick drink. Get somebody. <laughs> she would get people to fill the seats. Well, you know what? That's not breaking because there is karma to that and there is something in the universe that worked out. And, yeah. and I mean, it is a mind-boggling story no matter how many times I hear it that someone would do that. But um, hey, Talk about seat fillers. Do you remember when, when we were at the Emmys? Every year, the Giants were in the playoffs. We would run down to the uh, the ESPN zone <laughs> yeah. and watch the games. Yeah, we would sneak, we would would sneak out of Staples. Like, you gotta go. You gotta go. They're, They're like, you just gotta be in your seats for best TV comedy. We'd be like, yeah, okay, we'll be at the ESPN yeah. zone. And I, I think I was nominated on one of those years, <laughs> yeah. so we're running back. I, totally. I love talking about the Emmys. I mean, because... You know, you get the whole thing that, like, it's you're happy just to be there, blah, 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 which, listen, when you get that Emmy nomination, it's one of the great feelings of your life. And you were nominated for an Emmy, correct? A couple, yeah. You were nominated for Golden, Golden Globe, Globe, for sure. Okay, no Emmy, but same, same But thing. when that call comes in in the morning, there's few things like it. Yeah, yeah, it, it, is, yeah. it is amazing. But when you lose, there's few things like the it also. Gold, I was just nominated for Golden Globe, but nobody remembers it. Yeah. Because it was the year they canceled. It was the, the lockout season. It was the lockout, the lockout season. season. Well, also, too, for for um, people listening to the show, and, and I guess this is kind of common knowledge, but the big difference between the Emmys and the Golden Globes is that the Golden Globes is really a party. Yeah. yeah. You're sitting at a table, you get drinks, you got food. This is like one of my favorite like Kevin Dillon stories, and, and this is why I always love the Golden Globes. I'm scared I mean, right like, now. look, we're going to get there. Yeah, I don't think it's any secret that Kevin and I and Adrian. It's funny because Jerry would come with us, but before a red carpet or something, we would meet up and have a drink, you know, and walk the carpet together. We always had a great time doing well, that. Well, me and you would usually throw each other under the bus. <laughs> yeah, we, we, we had to call truce. We had to call a ceasefire. Say, uh, I, I, ceasefire. I Wait, won't say anything Kevin about you. Dylan said that I looked like uh, Connolly walked into uh, work this morning looking like he got maced on CNN. Because <laughs> <laughs> you, you uh, would look hung over. I, I said, Kevin, and the you, knew, I did that, Kevin. you knew, you the knew, you were I like, I'm like, Kevin, this is a fucking war. You hit me on the on the the fake tan. Because I was at a, one of those giveaway suites, you know, and he's like, look at Dylan, got a fake tan because I got a spray tan on. So I was like, oh, okay. Uh, you want to okay, go? Okay, you want to go like and that? And then I went with him being mace. On CNN, yeah, by the way. Also, too, so Kevin and I, you know, we're out at the bar. 
And we're at the bar at the Golden Globes. And we got a nice little buzz. We come back. We're having a fucking great time. Dylan and I are sitting next to each other. And it's Million Dollar Baby. And Hillary Swank wins Best Actress for a Million Dollar Baby. And forgets to thank our boy Chad And, and she's, given, she's, right? given, uh. she's given the speech. And she's like, you know, Clint. You know, I think, you know, this is some of the best work you've ever done. And Dylan's like, you gotta get what right. was the movie? I said, clearly she hasn't seen Outlaw Josie Wales. Oh, yeah, that's it. That's what it was. <laughs> oh, clearly she hasn't seen Outlaw Josie Wales. I had to walk out. I was like, it was like, I was laughing so hard. I was like, okay, this isn't funny to anybody else. But Dylan and I, I was fucking out the door. But it was awesome. Hey, Kev, you got to help me out right here. The guy who won, <laughs> he went to my school. Oh, my goodness. Bennett Miller. Is yeah. the guy's name. And he directed Capote. He directed Foxcatcher. He directed Moneyball. This guy's the real deal. Now, the other good thing, too, about the Golden Globes, which is always my favorite part about the Golden Globes, is like, first of all, you have a reason to be there. Your show is nominated. So you don't feel like a like a loser being there. But we're, you know, you get to hang out when you're hanging out with cool people. We're out on the back again, cigarette smoking days, Dylan and I. Kevin Bacon. It's me, Dylan, Kevin Bacon. (laughs) And we're just like shooting the shit and smoking. And And this guy, this guy, Bennett Miller. Yes. walks up to Kevin and, and, and you know, we were in the middle of a story. He did kind of, whatever, I'm not making excuses for us. <laughs> he did kind of just kind of roll up on us in mid, <laughs> Dylan was in mid-story and he says to Kevin, yeah, you know, we went to high school together. Dylan's like, really? Hope I didn't smack you around too bad. <laughs> right? And then he As goes, a matter of fact. No, no, he said, you know, actually you were very nice to me. And Dylan's like, well, what are you doing here? And he's like, no, I directed a movie that's, you know, I'm not Good, I'm nominated. glad you said that because I was nice to him. Yeah, I liked him. Uh, yeah, I always I, liked yeah, well, this is the funny part. You're like, he's like, you're like, what are you doing here? He's like, ah, oh, you know, I directed a movie. I'm nominated for best director. And like, what movie? He's like, Capote. He's like, you directed Capote? <laughs> Bennett Miller goes, yeah. And he's like, you know, I always liked you, right, bro? <laughs> <laughs> that is probably true. Bro. Yo, and I, I, but I did, I, I this, did always like him. Right. I mean, he, yeah, was, no, he did he this said, show. He said you were my, nice to him. He my high nice school would do this uh, television show, right? LMC TV. And he would do this thing called Ben the Barbarian. And he was hilarious. Yeah, he said but that. But when he, he did that's come why he up came to me, up, he, he goes, felt comfortable. He felt I'm comfortable just glad up. I didn't steal his lunch money because that would have been bad. <laughs> I had this like look of shock on my face. I was just kind of sitting. And I remember Kevin Bacon saying, oh, yeah, no, you you heard that. That happened. <laughs> that just happened. I'm like, okay, good. I'm glad you could get I mean, that. That's, that's what's amazing about the Golden Globes. You're kind of surrounded in the mix with everybody. Remember uh, this one? I was yeah. about. I was, oh, yeah. I remember okay. that. I know what you're going to say. <laughs> so, Dylan and I would do that. We had a history like at, we would at, at times, We would try and uh, humiliate each other right, every at, chance we could. At, right. at times, we had the back <laughs> off it. We knew we it. Had it was getting off. a little hot but and this, heavy. We were still in it. Right, right, right. It was getting hot and heavy. It would be like, all right, let's let's cool this. Well, I was at off. the urinal at the Golden Globes. <laughs> Right, Dylan. And is, you came Dylan, up next. But Dylan like went in front of me. We went together, and he got. I just got. I got. Up. So I got Dylan is the in the urinal, and there are crazy. <laughs> there are crazy here. people in the like bathroom. Everyone. Piers like Brosnan, Malkovich. I mean, the list goes on and on of people that are in the bathroom. And I walk in, and Dylan looks over his shoulder. He's like, "Cover up, gentlemen. We got a peeker here." <laughs> There, when I tell you, there were guys that you would think don't even have a uh, personality they or a sense busted humor. Out. Fucking not a person in that room busted was it? Their entire room was And by the way, they were covering up a little bit too. They were like, whoa, we're gonna watch out for this speaker. <laughs> you know what? It's, it's, That's too funny. It really is great because, I, I mean, I did a pilot uh, right after our show with Kissing a Fool. Uh, with, <laughs> I did a pilot with, with Michael Imperioli and Eddie Burns and Michael Rappaport. 
And we had this camaraderie, but we never could find the fourth guy to get that, which is why it ultimately didn't work. And the fact is, you guys had that camaraderie pretty instantaneously, yeah, and it's kind of lasted. And, and kind of like your best friends from high school, when we get together, it's the same shit. It's yeah. like nothing. We got luck. Dylan, Dylan and I did a great Dylan job of the casting. Been, Dylan and I have been uh, drinking buddies for, for oh, a long time. As soon time. as we met. Yeah. As soon as we met. But not before the show. No, but I no, mean, no. like we man, that, that was the other thing too. We really are in some way, shape, or form. We did have a lot in common, all of us. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yes, so we did. It, all... it was, it was, you know, well, it, Kevin, it, it, it I came mean, pretty easy. You know, we grew up basically in the same place. I mean, yeah, yeah. Um, that was funny. Those, those, those were, those were some good times. And we awesome always, laughs. we always, you know, the other thing too that I always loved about the group is that, you know, Piven is Piven and he's going to be Piven and that was always fine. We liked walking the carpet. <laughs> Piven never wanted to walk the carpet with us. But yeah, we, yeah. Liked, we liked <laughs> we walking did. the we carpet did. together. We'd like, have fun together. We'd bounce off each other. It took a little something off it. It wasn't as much yeah. pressure. We did our Well, thing guys, by the way, we walked a lot of carpets because yes, we, we are the Buffalo Bills. 0 for 6 for best comedy on the Golden oh, Globes. Man. 0 for 5 best comedy in the Emmys. And uh, some other losses for our individuals. Too, but we so did we win got, a BAFTA. We won we a BAFTA. Got we won a BAFTA. We won Jeremy. A PGA. Jeremy brought won, a bunch uh, home. Dude, Jeremy, him. listen, man, whatever. Say what you want about Jeremy. Three Emmys in a row. Like yeah. A lot of those are at my expense, but. Well, I, listen, <laughs> Dylan, I, I say this and I'm, I, I can say it because I'm already on the record saying it. I, I think one of those was yours. And Piven played the game. Thank you were not a Hollywood oh, yeah. guy. I, I, I thought you were saying they, read, they misread guy. the envelope. Like no, a I, I think Mayf- that one of those had Dylan's name on it if he played the game, which, no, not to I Jeremy. Don't play the game. It, I, I you really know, don't. You don't. But you, if you played the game, one of those was yours, for sure. Do you remember the one year, Kev, we really, really... I mean, we were literally like pressing our, but we thought this is it. It just yeah. felt like the fucking guy was going to say Season four or something like that. Season five. <laughs> Uh, yeah, what are you gonna do? Tragic. What are you gonna do? <laughs> I really am glad that I don't have to go to those award shows anymore. Four year, that was a grind. I mean, I it's, thought you sound like you had a great time. We did, we did, but I mean, putting on a tuxedo and just right. you know, missing playoff games. I, I, and just... I, it's funny because I, I really more in hindsight, I realized how bad my anxiety was. I just always had a hard time on the carpets. I wish I would have enjoyed that a little more. To be yeah. honest. Anyway, I think that's a perfect way to wrap this one up. This was this is a this good was one. great. Yes, and, uh, a lot of fun, guys. Yep, and welcome again. Thanks again. Come back and see us. This is Victory, the podcast. I'm Doug Ellen at Mr. Doug Ellen. Kevin Dillon at Kevin Dillon Official. Victory. <laughs>